Greetings, and thank you for accepting the invitation to join us to explore the glorious you. I am Bahia. My name means beautiful. And at some point, I'll share with you all the origin of that name. Although I will share with you at this point that it was gifted to me by our Mother, Father, God. So this is an invitation we're extending. It's just an invitation, welcoming you into this circle, welcoming you into this time. This time that we have together, we're calling it the glorious you. I love that, for you are so glorious, glorious, glorious to me. So my name is Bahia. A lot of people pronounce it Bahia, right? The meaning of my name is beautiful and joyous. That was not my name for birth, but it was given to me by spirit in a dream. Who are you? Like everyone, when you meet people, they're like, well, what do you do? Well, right. What do you do? What right. do you, what do you do? It's so interesting you should say that. I was listening to a podcast uh, a few weeks ago and one of the originators, one of the facilitators of the podcast, she says, in other countries, people say, who are you? And in America, and people with this European or North American mentality, we say, what do you do? It's so interesting because when I'm asked that, oftentimes I will say to people, I do so much, what do you need? And I love being in that space and sort of not in a flippant way, but if you're asking me what I do, I'm assuming that you have a need. So how can I help you fulfill that? What can I do to allow you to know that everything you need is already met? Wow. So what do you need? Education. How to maneuver through my current creation. I love that because you're so astute, you're so insightful to recognize that everything that is happening in the outer has been created by the inner. So everything we're experiencing, I remember when I was younger, people would be like, oh, she's in her own world. They had no idea how true that was. We are all existing in the world of our creation. The truth is we're never learning anything. Everything that we need to know, every experience that we want to create, we already have that information. We're just remembering it. So even in my practice, I will tell my clients, you know, you just need someone to tap you on the shoulder and say, girl, don't you remember, right? And it's wonderful when you can find and sync with a person that helps you to remember because what it does is it frees you from that victimhood into, I got this, thank you so much for reminding me, and now I got it and I'm gone. So yes, I agree, there's that remembrance because there's so much going on around us all the time. So I have a degree in uh, community counseling, clinical community counseling, and I also have a degree which is really my 
most enjoyable degree. I have a degree in um, negotiation and mediation. I love having that. Every conversation, every meeting between you and another person is some type of negotiation, is it not? It's an exchange of power, it's exchange of ideas. But negotiation and mediation, uh, this particular uh, degree was built out of so many other things, like for instance, when a person decides that they have outgrown each other in a marital arrangement, mm -hmm. right? Rather than to go and have the attorneys collect $3 million each, you can actually go to a mediator and say, what is it you want and need? What is it you want and need? And let's see if we can bridge this so that everybody is a win-win. That's one part of medi mediation negotiation. Negotiations happen in legal legalese which was also my background. I worked with attorneys for 30 years. And so being able to negotiate between what appears to be two rivals and let them know that they are actually in one accord and that each can have a piece of the pie without the whole pie being demolished. There's this idea that things have to proceed in a certain way. When we get trapped into that, that's really the false narrative. So, yeah, we got to have a bulldog of an attorney, you know, get the worst person ever. I remember back in the day when women started coming into their power that they felt as though they had to be men. You know, even our clothes changed and the broader uh, shoulder pads and Alexis all of that. Carrington. Yes, it's like, wait a minute, can I not still be a woman and still be kind and considerate and, and you be the same and we come to some agreement? The false narrative carries with it all of the places and spaces where our society is broken. And then it is implanted on us and we, we assume the expectations based simply on what we've been taught. So it's not a blame game. We're not blaming politics. We're not blaming our parents. We're not blaming the social structure. What we're saying is the information that was passed down is no longer applicable for today. I use the example tree for my clients real plain. I said, you know, at one time, we, people believed the world was flat. And I said, so the fear was, if you sell too far, you would literally fall off. Well, that's a false narrative. You have to really look at the false narratives that you've bought into. I remember growing up that girls could do certain things, boys couldn't do certain things. Well, that was a false narrative in the day. But if you're still holding on to those ideations in this time, you're limiting your behavior. So once again, when we talked about the world we created, looking at the limitations and boundaries, unhealthy boundaries that you've set in your life, and I guarantee when you peel that back, you're going to see a lot of false narratives that you've collected over time. They were passed down from our parents, from our grandparents, from our great-grandparents, and beyond. And so it's not anything, as I said, not to blame, but it's like, you know what, and generally the people I get to meet, which once again is a privilege, are people who are ready to give up the false narrative. And that just lightens my very being because it's like, aha, 
you're ready, you found me, I found you, let's go. And then once we break those things down, then we can create the true narrative about you that becomes the individual uniqueness of yourself. So as I shared with you as well, we're always in our right place, Yes. right? And so we move from right place to right place to right place. So I love the word that you use, evolving, moving, because energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It only transforms. We are pure energy. And so we're moving and transforming all the time. We as uh, the human, because we're spiritual beings having a human experience. So in our humanity, we create certain structures. They appear, you use the word illusions, to keep us safe. We're already safe. But if we need that illusion, we can borrow that for a minute, right? Mm -hmm. And so time is also part of that illusion because we say 2021, but is it really? So when we say in this moment, it's like the evolution or transformance into the now. And the now is always the right place. So why now? Why this particular right place? I shared with a group yesterday that our pre-mortal existence, right? There is an agreement that we have that happens prior to that in spirit form. And the agreement is, I will go and I will do this. Now, once we get here, because we always have choice, we could say, you know what, I know I said that, but uh, I'm going to kind of change that up. And so I believe that the message that I bring, the sounds, the writing, the voice, the inclusions of all people was part of my agreement. And so I'm keeping that agreement. And I think I've always kept it, but this is just another form of keeping it. One of the first things I do in my practice is I have folks start I am statements. One of the most powerful thing that you can do is when you attach I am to something, whatever you attach to that, be it, know it, and accept it, and love it. And so one of the things uh, clients will do in the beginning is I say start with five I am statements. Who are you at the core when no one else is looking? At three o'clock in the morning when the lights are out and it's just you, who is that person? And then identify it. And so if I was speaking for myself, I would say, I am gracious, I am kind, I am giving. I know those things about myself. And so where I would like to bring our, our audience and those who are ready for the journey is to first recognize the value of self because no one can ever take that away. Our words are power. They're absolute power. There is nothing more powerful than your word. And we speak into a receptive universe. Maybe. And so the universe only has one response, and that's yes. And so if I'm putting these words into this universe, and she says, yes, I equate it with my clients to electricity. 
Now, if I walk over and turn on this lamp, we'll be like, oh, you brought light. Thank you, B. I was wondering, you know, it's like, and I'm like, girl, yeah, we got light, right? So the electricity said, yes, right? However, the light is plugged into the source that we can see of electricity. And if a child walks over with a hairpin and sticks a hairpin in that same socket where the lamp was originally plugged, the electricity will say yes, because electricity always says yes. So does our universe. Our universe is not God. Universe is a, a uh, receptive operating system that has been set up for us so that we can get and do what we want as we want it. So it's just set up to say yes. Well, listen, the people are... <laughs> are going to did she just say that we ha can have whatever we want? whatever we want and whatever you want is corresponding now here's the thing with your awareness and your willingness to accept it yesterday in my group I did spirit said do this exercise before the group start and I was like okay and so it was a visual-led meditation, and we gathered together visually in this place, and I had everybody, to this beautiful place, I had everyone to go off in their own direction, and as they were walking, things just became more beautiful, right? More accessible. They could see all their good ahead of them. And just before they got to the real of what they wanted, a wall appeared. And, and everyone's wall was different, bricks, stones, some may look like uh, bars in a jail, but everyone had a wall. And then I asked them to touch it, to feel it, to listen, to smell it, to engage all the senses, even to taste it, and then destroy it if you choose. So out of the number of people, let's say there were 10 people in the group, what number do you think were, now they knew their good was on the other side. What number do you think destroyed it? 10 people. Five. Three. Okay. Right? It's part of fear. It's, uh, someone said to me the other day, what happens when the dog catches the car? right and so when you say i want this and i want all of it and it's like okay here it is then what happens then what is your position then are you really ready to accept it so yes can you have everything you want absolutely but you must have the spiritual the conscious clarity to say yes to it so all are welcome. One of my mentors says, when you hear something new and you can identify or resonate with it, resonate with it. When you hear something new that sounds foreign to you, be willing to put it on the shelf and perhaps revisit again. So if there's anything here that is like, what is that? Put it on the shelf, it's okay. And then you can revisit it 
again because as we move into our place and space of this thing called awareness allowing remembering we'll find that all of the things on the shelves will have a place in our lives Thanks to everyone listening and holding the vibration of light and love. If you would like additional information about glorious events or how to reach out to Bahia, feel free to join us via Instagram at YouAreSoGlorious or connect with us via email at TheGloriousYouPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>